بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد ونسلی علی رسول الکریم اما بعد الحمد للہ سنائی از دا ٹوینٹی ایٹ آف اکٹوبر ان دا ایئر ٹو تھاؤزنڈ اینڈ ٹوینٹی تھری الحمد للہ that we're going through the illustrious and unparalleled life of our beloved mother, Sayyidah Khadija bint Khuwaylid, radiyallahu And I've reached the point where I've mentioned that she's left the troubles of the mortal world. And then I mentioned briefly the grief of our beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa So the next section entitled, Our beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's unparalleled love for his most beloved wife, radiyallahu So let us now finally take a glimpse into how much our beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam loved his most noble and illustrious wife, radiyallahu For indeed, Rasulullah's love sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for his first and most beloved wife was often seen on different occasions. To mention a few. In Sayyih Bukhari, number 3821, in the chapter on the merits of the Ansar, Sayyih Muslim, number 6235, Ibn Kathir Sira, volume 2, page 89 of the English translation. Our beloved mother, Sayyidah Aisha, she said, radiyallahu, once Hala, daughter of Khawailid, radiyallahu, Khadija's sister, asked permission for Rasulullah to enter, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. On this, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam remembered the way Khatija used to ask permission and he fell into grief. He thereupon said, Allahumma hala, O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hala, radiyallahu I thereupon became envious and I said, what makes you remember an old woman? amongst the old women of the Quraysh of red gums who died long ago and in whose place Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you somebody better. So this is the report and it stops here. So this is in Sayyih Bukhari, Sayyih Muslim. So what's happened? Hala was the sister of Khadija. She was the mother-in-law of Zainab, Rasulullah's eldest daughter. Because Zainab radiyallahu married Hala's son, Abu al-As. So Hala was not only the sister of Khadija, she was also very closely related to the Prophet through marriage. And being a sister of Khadija, naturally they have this kind of same mannerisms, the way they walk, the way they talk. So even the way she asked permission to enter was almost identical to how Khadija would ask. So Rasulullah fell into grief and he said, Allahumma hala, O Allah hala, in other words, she's reminded me of Khadija. So Aisha's, you know, that excessive, you know, jealousy for her husband flared up. And she said, and again, these words were said with jealousy, and it's important to highlight that the Prophet wasallam said in Fatwa al-Bari, Hassan Hadith, that a jealous woman can't make sense of the head and tail. Mm-hmm. In other words, they say, say things, but they don't know what they think. Mm-hmm. 
So we don't think ill of our mother. It's just out of extreme love. She was, you know, this, this came to the surface. So she said these words and what did she say? What makes you remember an old woman amongst the old women of the Quraysh of Red Gums who died long ago, meaning she may have even lost her teeth. And in whose place Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you somebody better. So the hadith stops there. This is in Bukhari and Muslim. Hafiz ibn Katid, he commented here, in his Sira, volume 2, page 89 of the English translation. This comment gives clear evidence that Sayyida Aisha was better than Sayyida Khadija either in her personal or in her wifely qualities because he did not contradict her or answer her bike as is but obvious from the account of Bukhari. God bless him. So let's look at this. So in Ibn Kathir, Sira volume 2, page 89 of the English translation, did Rasulullah respond to Aisha? No. So if she had said something wrong, he was duty-bound to correct. So Ibn Kathir, Rahmatullah said, because Rasulullah did not respond, and this is in Sayyid Bukhari, this meant that Aisha was better than her. How? In her wifely qualities. Because Rasulullah did not answer her back. So this is Ibn Kathir's comment here. But there's another report. In Imam Ahmad in his Musnad, Ibn Kathir Sida, volume 2, page 89 to 90 of the English translation states, its chain of authorities is excellent. Sayyidah Aisha, she said, one day Rasulullah referred to Khadija and began speaking excessive praise for her. I was overcome by jealousy that affects women. And I said, Ya Rasulullah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has awarded you with better than a red-mouthed old Qureshi woman. The face of Rasulullah thereupon changed, as I only ever saw when revelation descended or when he was imagining something and not knowing whether the outcome would be mercy or punishment. This is a second report. So now, is it the same incident? It could be the same incident. But even if, if it's not the same incident, a similar incident took place. So what does it mention? Aisha said those words. And look what Aisha then said. Rasulullah's face changed. And she goes, the only way I can describe this to you is the face that he, he exemplified was when Quran was being revealed to him. Or... He was expecting punishment or mercy to descend. He was anticipating something. So this is a Sayyid Hadith in Ahmad. So note again, the Prophet is not responded. The Sayyid Hadith in Ahmad only says his blessed face changed. But there's another report. In Imam Ahmad in his Musnad, Tabarani, Ibn Kathir Sira, volume 2, page 90 of the English translation, he stated, Ahmad is alone in giving this Hadith. His chain of authorities is Authentic is Hassan Al Haytimi in Majma Az Zawaid 9-224. So look, look how interesting. In Bukhari and Muslim, the hadith stops with Aisha's statement. So the most authentic report, it stops with Aisha's statement. The Sahih hadith in Ahmad adds that Rasulullah's face changed, but still no response. 
Now when you're going down in authenticity, it's still authentic, it's Hassan now. You finally get a response. Rasulullah responded and he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not given me better than her in exchange. She believed in me when the people disbelieved and trusted me when they distrusted. She shared her wealth with me when others denied me. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala endowed a son to me from her. Yet he withheld from me having sons from other women. So now finally the Prophet responds. So now this is the problem. We're not scholars. So if a person says to you, I believe Aisha was more beloved to the Prophet a person will then quote this hadith as a proof. They say, oh, no, no, no. Aisha said something and the Prophet goes, I haven't got better than Khatija. And then if the person responds by saying, oh, you've quoted uh, Imam Ahmad's Musnad and it's graded Hassan. I quoted Bukhari and Muslim. Does he really know what you're talking about? In just authenticity levels, Ibn Kathir said, Aisha has an edge over Khatija because the Prophet didn't respond. The Sahih Hadith, the Prophet's face changed, that's it. But when you get to a Hassan Hadith, meaning the grading is getting lower, you get the response of Rasulullah. So straight away, you notice there's going to be a difference of opinion now. But looking at the Prophet's response, what did he say? Allah has not given me better than her in exchange. Meaning, no, you're wrong. She believed when the people disbelieved, meaning she was the first. She trusted me when they distrusted. She shared her wealth. Others delight. Allah Ta'ala blessed me with a son from her. Now I think this is in reference to a son after Nabuth. Because mm. he was given sons uh, before Nabuth, born, but one was born after. That's why he's called Tahir and Tayyib, the pure one. Mm. Right? So maybe the, the Prophet is referring to that, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Yet he withheld from me having sons from other women. And in another report it mentions, this is in Ad-Dulabi and Sheikh Shu'ib Al-Arna'ud stated Hassan in his checking of Hafiz Zahbi Al-Sir 2-112. Our beloved mother Sayyida Aisha, she said, when Rasulullah mentioned Khatija, he would not become tired of describing, praising and seeking Allah's forgiveness for her. Thus I was once overtaken by jealousy and I said, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you better than that old woman. Thereupon I noticed signs of extreme anger on his face. And I instantly regretted my words. And I thought to myself, Oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you take away your messenger's anger, I will never again say anything negative about Khadija. When Rasulullah saw my face and my regret, he said, how could you say this? By Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, she believed in me when people rejected me. She sheltered me when people expelled me. And I was granted children from her. Whereas you were all denied children from me. Aisha added, He continued to repeat this to me morning and evening for one entire month. <laughs> <laughs> right? so, so 60 times the Prophet said the same words. So let's look at this. So note again, authenticity. Now it's not in the six collections. 
half is dulabi. Body is authentic, is hasan. More details. So what does it mention? The first thing our mother Aisha, and what's interesting, this shows the greatness of Aisha. We're learning about Khatija through Aisha. So if she really had something against Khatija, which we know she didn't, why would she mention these reports? So straight away we learn that, look, she's sharing, she's telling you about Khatija. And she said, Rasulullah never got tired of describing her. Look how amazing that is. If you truly love something, you don't get tired. The Prophet wasallam said in Abu Na'im al-Hiriya, he who loves something mentions it much. So Aisha goes all the time because he never got tired of mentioning Khatija. That's important to highlight. Why? Because that's what got Aisha irritated. If it was a one-off, you know, maybe every other day, because he didn't get tired. And then he would also pray for their forgiveness because he never stopped praying for their forgiveness. And he goes, once, important to highlight, once, the jealousy got the better of me. Because Allah Ta'ala has given you better than that old woman. And then look what happened. Anger. And then Aisha, look at her greatness. She goes, Ya Allah, please, if you take away Rasulullah's anger, your beloved messenger's anger, I will never speak ill of Khadija. That's what that was in her heart. She didn't say it. Rasulullah looked at her and he must have known. That means the anger went because he knew that she made that dua. But then the Prophet said, How could you say this? And then he mentioned you know, her greatness. For one month, Aisha said, Morning and evening, he kept saying the same words. Now, why did he do that? Because he was making sure Aisha doesn't make that mistake again. So imagine, you tell somebody six lines once. Maghrib comes, you say the six lines again. Next day, Fajr, you say six lines again. After 60 times, I've got the message. So Rasulullah loved Khadija that much. He goes to Aisha, don't do it again. So now, Hafiz ibn Katir, he commented upon these reports. This is in Sira, volume 2, page 90 to 91 of the English translation. Others interpret Aisha's statement. What statement? What makes you remember an old woman amongst the old women of the Quraysh of red gums who died long ago and in whose place Allah Ta'ala has given you somebody better? Scholars interpret this statement as referring to Aisha, radiyallahu as having been dearer in intimacy. This is likely or even obvious. So, stopping the quote. So, what did Ibn Kathir say? Scholars look at this report of Aisha, our mother, and they say that this probably refers to intimacy. Now, what, what does that mean? Khatija had been married twice before. Aisha was a virgin. So, Rasulullah obviously had a special affection for Aisha. He was unique in that sense. He goes, maybe this is what Aisha was referring to when she goes, you've been given better than an old woman. Then he said, the reason for this is that Aisha's closeness involved her youth, her beauty and the pleasure of intimacy with her. She, our mother Aisha, did not mean by her words, not, she didn't mean this. Allah Ta'ala has given you better than her in exchange that she considered herself more pure more virtuous than Khatija. For this is a matter that only Allah Ta'ala knows. And then he calls a verse in Surah An-Najm, Surah 53, verse 32. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, أَوْذِ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ فَلَا تُزَكُّوا أَنفُسَكُمْ هُوَ أَعْلَمُ لِمَنِ اتَّقَى 
do not attribute purity to yourselves. For he knows best who is the most pure and the most God-fearing. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says, he recited a second verse in Surah An-Nisa, Surah 4 verse 49. أَلَمْ تَرَ إِلَى الَّذِينَ يُزَقُّونَ أَنفُسَهُمْ بَلِ اللَّهُ يُزَقِّي مَيَّشَوْحُ Have you not seen those who attribute purity to themselves? It is Allah who attributes purity to whomever He wishes. So let's look at this. So Hafiz ibn Kathir in his Seerah, volume 2, page 19 to 91 of the English translation, he's explaining something very important here. Aisha's statement. Now you get fruitcakes. And the reason I call them fruitcakes is because they're not giving the commentary of the scholars. They're quoting the hadith and they're giving their own commentary. And how many times have you heard this? I've heard people say this. Aisha considered herself better than Khatija. And then you ask that person, well, where's, where's the... He goes, oh, she said, you've been given better than that woman of red gums, that old woman. And then you say, well, who, who gave that commentary? She did say those words. But your meaning, who said that? And then he looks at you like, well, it's clear. If it was clear, why are the scholars given different meanings? <laughs> what she meant by that was, I am a virgin. I'm the only virgin you've married. Therefore, you've been given better. And in fact, you know, there's a report. I don't want to go through many, but I'll give you a proof of this. In Sayyid Bukhari, Hazrat Aisha once said to the Prophet that if Ya Rasulullah, you had a camel or you own some camels and you wanted to graze them, give them something to eat. And on one side, you see a patch that's already been grazed. But on another side, you see a patch that hasn't been touched. Where would you let your camels roam? So Rasulullah said, I will let them roam where there's been no grazing. Aisha goes, by the Lord of the Kaaba, I have won you. <laughs> what did she mean by that? What she was really asking, this was the eloquence. Don't forget, this is Sayyid Bukhari. The one that's graced, that's the woman who's been married before. The one who hasn't been touched. Where would you send your camel? And Rasulullah goes, I would send it to the one who hasn't been touched. And then she goes, I have won you by the Lord of the Kaaba. This was her eloquence. So notice now she's not mentioning Khatija because she promised that. But this is the eloquence of our mother. So this is talking about intimacy. Not, you know, that he loved Aisha more. It meant that because she was unique in that sense. Khatija was obviously not a virgin. She had children from previous husbands. That is what she was referring to. She wasn't saying, I am more pure, I am greater. And then Ibn Kathir said, how could she say that? When the Quran says... Unless you believe she didn't know this Quran. <laughs> Allah Ta'ala says, don't call yourself pure. Only I know who is pure. So are you going to say, oh, our mother didn't know that verse. They're not like me and you. They were living Qurans. So she's obviously not talking about in the sense of, you know, who's closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why is that important? Because otherwise shaitan will put a negative of Aisha into your heart and how many people are carrying that in their hearts especially if you've got some illness like the Rawafid they're looking for illness in Aisha because look she's showing her illness she hated Khatija and then you go how did she hate Khatija and then you say the proof that she had nothing against Khatija think about it is all of the hadith I've quoted today are from Aisha why is she you know elevating Khatija and lowering herself 
That shows she's a pure woman. But again, only people who've got any understanding will understand what's been mentioned there. And just to add this, Hafiz ibn Kathir, he concluded in his Sira, volume 2, page 91 of the English translation, the truth is that both of them, have virtues so clear, which amazes, dazzles anyone who might have witnessed them. It is best, therefore, to defer the matter to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One who possesses irrefutable proof or is inclined to one view in this regard or to speak on basis of knowledge, he should not get emotional. Anyone who is hesitant about any such matter will find that the best and straight path is for him to say, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. <laughs> Subhanallah. So Hafiz ibn Kathir, despite his deep knowledge of the Quran and Sunnah, he was a master of the Quran and Sunnah, he humbly said, they've both got virtues that will blow you away. You go through the virtues of Khatija, you're blown away. You go through the virtues of Aisha, you're blown away. He goes, therefore leave the matter. Don't start saying, you know, this one and that one. He goes, Allah ta'ala. And he goes, if you've got proof, give your proof. <laughs> but what made me laugh was, the proof you're going to give, don't you think Ibn Kathir knows it? <laughs> it's not like me and you, oh, I've never heard that hadith before. But he's a master of hadith. He's basically saying, I don't know. He goes, it's better to say Allah Ta'ala knows best. So note again here, I'm mentioning the reports, highlighting what? Rasulullah had an immense love for Khatija radiallahu But at the same time, don't, at the expense of that, belittle Aisha. <laughs> That was never the intention of the Prophet Oh, Aisha in mentioning what she said about Khatija. It was due to a deep love for the Prophet. They were competing for the love of the Prophet Who wouldn't compete for the love of the Prophet So all I mentioned today was now talking about our beloved Messenger on parallel love for his most beloved wife. And we started with a very famous report. But I wanted to go through the authentic reports in order. So you realize that the response of Rasulullah comes down the, down the authenticity grade. But we accept it. But at the same time, explaining why Aisha said those words, which are very harsh, hard. But then you realize, subhanAllah, I was thinking something else. Shaitan put that into my head. But it really doesn't mean that Aisha was talking about just basically, I'm a virgin. You've been given somebody better than Khatija. Right? So again, note, be very careful when talking about the family of the Prophet. Are there any questions you don't ask? Subhanallah bihamdi is maridallah humma bihamdi ka ashtu la ilaha illa anta astaghfirika tuba laika wa tibullahi mri shaitan jib subhanallah bika labbil izzati amma isifun assalamu alaikum wa sallam wa alhamdulillah 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 wa alhamd